How's it going today, everybody? Today, I'm very excited to announce my guest. He's a four-time junior Olympian in track and field as a youngster, too. A three-star running back recruit coming out of high school and a current running back for Western Illinois University, Morian Walker Jr. How are we doing today, brother? Good. How about yourself? Thanks for having me. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Thanks for reaching out. Um, so first and foremost, we got to represent that hometown real quick. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your hometown of San Jose, California? What makes it so special? Man, San Jose, California, born and raised. Um, I think the special thing about it is just the amount of people that you see there. Uh, One point, I believe, two million in population, some some crazy number. So uh, seeing so many people, there's a lot of competition as far as sports goes. So that's probably what makes San Jose so special, being one of the biggest cities out in the Bay Area or in California. Yeah. Yeah, and you were uh, one of the best athletes in San Jose, California, which makes that experience even better because, you know, you're the big dog in a big city, so that's kind of cool. Uh, so, you you know, before the show, you kind of mentioned to me a little bit about how you've played and grown up with a ton of dudes who were in the NFL, kind of on their way to the NFL. Shout some of those guys out, and uh, which one, personally, do you think was the best of them all? Man, it's hard to say who was the best of them, um, but there are a lot of a lot of guys that I did play with that are – in the NFL currently and, you know, made a lot of noise in, in the college ranks too. Uh, first, for starters, Byron Marshall, he went to the University of Oregon, um, had a great career as a wide receiver and a running back, um, eventually uh, went to the NFL and played with the Washington Redskins, the Ravens, um, and his older brother too, Cameron Marshall, he was a running back um, and went to Arizona State ended up going to the Miami Dolphins, uh, eventually played in the CFL, Canadian Football League, Winnipeg Blue Bombers, some other teams too. Um, and currently right now, one of my good friends that I grew up with since we were about eight years old, Colin Johnson, he went to the University of Texas um, as a wide receiver and got drafted this past year uh, to the Jacksonville Jaguars. And so, I mean, there's a lot of different dudes. There's it's hard for me to say who's the best, but I would say I did look up to uh, Byron a lot because all these guys that I just mentioned, um, they're from San Jose and they actually went to my high school, Valley Christian out in San Jose. So it was, it was crazy um, seeing just the, throughout the years, all the players that had the potential to go to the league. So I knew I was trying to follow those type of footsteps. Yeah, so for had, sure. I know you mentioned Colin Johnson. I actually had his brother Kirko up on the show uh, back oh, whenever. Yeah. yeah, yeah, last year when he was actually coming on to the draft. And Kirko and I built a great relationship. You know, we talk kind of like actually like on a regular basis. You know, we stay in touch with each other. Very, very, very cool dude. He's he's out there living it up, too, on YouTube okay. and all that stuff. So, That's yeah. That's one of my too, man. I mean, yeah. I've seen Kirk since he went out there to Texas probably – Shoot, his sophomore or my sophomore year of of college, I want to say. But man, when me and Kirk were like in the same area, because we grew up together too, but he's just a little older than us. But I mean, man, I used to watch Kirk just as much as I used to watch Byron because those dudes were one and the same at, at my high school. They set so many records and, and I was just trying to get to their level. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and they're both really cool dudes. I haven't gotten to get Colin on the show. I've been working so hard trying to get him on the show, too. <laughs> I know he's a busy man. So Yeah, yeah, he's busy. But uh, 
yeah, so you were a three-star recruit uh, as a running back coming out of high school, out of a huge city. So that's a huge accomplishment, a huge honor. What kind of led to your decision to play for Utah State and what kind of other offers and recruiting, you know, was going on out there? Um, well, my recruiting was, it was kind of all over the place when I first started, honestly, because uh, my sophomore year, I, I was, I believe I was, I think I was top three in the state of California coming out of my uh, sophomore year. Um, was getting a lot of looks, had some Pac-12 looks and, and some, some big recognition from big time uh, websites and things like that. But I didn't get any um, scholarships to any schools. So that kind of upset me. And the fact that going into my junior year, I actually got switched to the defensive side of the ball. And I played corner my whole junior year. Um, it was crazy because I was actually sitting behind Kirk uh, my junior year, Kirk Johnson. Yeah. And so I had to wait my time and all that. So it was crazy. But um, it was a blessing in disguise, though, because I actually got my first uh, scholarship on the defensive side of the ball at to the University of Wyoming at corner. So that was actually pretty exciting. And then my senior year, I decided to go back to running back because I was just where my heart was at. And I want to say a week before a week before signing day, Utah State had called me and they had let me go out there, take an official visit, and I committed right on the spot. So it was That's a crazy journey. It was real, it was real fast, but um, you know, I, I was glad I got the chance to sign to Utah State out of high school for sure. Real quick, I want to take a quick sidebar because a lot of people didn't really know who Utah State were until like Jordan Love kind of came onto the picture last year. Do you get to play with him? And if you did, kind of what's he carry? How's he kind of carry himself? And kind of what what's his vibe like? Uh, Jordan's my guy, man. It's actually it's actually funny. Um, I want to say our redshirt freshman year, we started becoming roommates, and then wow. I want to say we were roommates for about four years uh, until he decided to you know go to the draft, but. Yeah, that's my guy, man. Um, he's he's doing real well. Um, and I think he's going to have a chance, you know, soon with his given situation. Mm -hmm. uh, but, no, he, he's going to be prepared and he's going to be ready when his time's called for sure. Yeah, that was kind of what I was about to ask you. You know, like Aaron Rodgers and, you know, him doubting his future with the, with the Green Bay Packers and all of that kind of going on. I was about to ask you, you know, no one – probably nobody knows him closer than you know him. So, you know – if he gets that opportunity, do you think it's a do you think it's a good move that the Packers drafted him, you know, to back up Aaron Rodgers for a year? Do you think he's going to pick his brain? Kind of what do you think's going on there? Man, I think any team that that drafted Jordan was going to get a get a great quarterback, a franchise quarterback. Um, I was hoping my Saints were going to snag him. <laughs> you know, it's crazy that he got to be around or gets to learn under a guy like Aaron Rodgers. I mean, he's one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play the game so that's honestly a blessing and whenever he gets his opportunity I mean I know he's gonna he's gonna do some special things with that um and I'm just excited to see what he's gonna do I know he's yeah I know their season just got cut short um unfortunately but I know he's starting to work out probably either tomorrow or the next day you know he's gonna be ready for it for sure so I'm not worried about what he's got to do yeah, that's what's up. All right, back to you, back to you, back to you. I just had to do a quick little segue. Everyone loves to hear stories about the pros. 
Anyways, <laughs> so you sat as a redshirt freshman in 2016, um, and then 2017, you unfortunately had to sit due to an injury. You finally got to play in 2018 as a sophomore. Kind of what was your mindset like going through all those setbacks and uh, what it feel like to finally get step foot on that college football field? Um, going through all those injuries, it was tough. Um, just knowing if I was going to be able to, to come back or if I wasn't going to be able to come back, those were questions that definitely, definitely ran through my head and thoughts that were in my head a lot. But, you know, I couldn't wander in those thoughts for too long. I had to understand that this is something that I wanted to do and I wanted to get back on the field. Um, and doing that 2018 after two years of sitting out in college was a dream come true, man. I mean, it, there was nothing really like it, even though I didn't get to play as much as I wanted to and, and get the stat, stats that I wanted to. Um, I started on all the special teams that were there and everything that I started on was a top three um, team in the nation. Um, yeah. So we did really well and I took pride in that, you know, and when I was in, you know, I got my touchdowns and I did the most that I could with those, with those plays, but I was excited that we made history that year, really just as a team. Um, yeah. 11 and record, something that hasn't been done at Utah State since 2012 with uh, guys like, um, shoot, Chucky Keaton was out over there and he was one of the best quarterbacks that ever came to Utah State. And then we had Jay Loved coming in right behind him and, and showing him what he can do. So it was, that season was, was something special. Um, the, the guys that I met on that team, they're brothers to this day and they will be for the rest of my life. So I'm just glad I stuck that out and, and didn't quit when I had those two injuries because it definitely was the easy route to do. Yeah, for sure. You know, and that's that's kind of one of the things I like to preach on my podcast and get guys on my show who don't quit and don't give up and kind of stick through adversity and, and inspire, you know, inspire people to not give up as well. So that's obviously really dope. Um, so, you know, you obviously, you know, after your time at Utah State came to a close, you decided to transfer to Nevada. Kind of what was your experience in Nevada like and kind of what led to that decision to, to transfer out of Utah State? Um, well, we did get a whole new coaching staff over at Utah State. Yeah. Uh, I believe it was 20. It was after the 2018 season. So going into 2019, our coach that actually had the previous 11 and two season. Um, which was in 2012, Gary Anderson, he came back and he was going into his second stint as the head coach at Utah State. So uh, that was great. And I actually got injured going into the, uh, it was going into that season, the 2019 season, I got injured in spring ball and had a Liz Frank injury on my right foot. Um, and it was just like, man, I can't get, yeah. can't get injuries. And it was just, it was tough for me because it was a, it was a new coaching staff that I was trying to prove to myself. And then now uh, getting injured again, it was just like, well, what do I do? It felt like I just needed to start over, honestly. Um, and I knew that they were bringing in their guys that they had recruited um, coming into the season. So I just felt like I needed a new, a new spot, a new journey. Um, and the University of Nevada, Reno was actually really close to my hometown, San Jose, um, probably about a three hour drive three and a half hour drive. So I decided to go over there. Um, it was a little different for me um, going as a walk-on instead of a scholarship guy. 
uh, that was really just my thing because um, I just wanted to play. And I believe, I don't know, man, it was, it was tough going over there because I really wanted to play and I really wanted the opportunity to um, showcase what I have, but it just, chips didn't fall in my, you know, just didn't fall in my lap. Man. And uh, it's not something that, that I regret, like leaving Utah State and going to Nevada. I felt like it was something that I needed to do as a man um, and for just my psyche. But going over there, not playing, uh, that also hurt my pride a little bit too, but I knew I wasn't going to stop. I knew I still had more left in the tank. I knew I still had, you know, a lot left to play. So that's what took me over to Western Illinois. Yes, and sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. Hey, it makes I, the story that much better, my boy. It makes the story that much better. And that's what that's one thing a lot of like the average listeners don't understand, man, is like like a coaching staff, like whenever a brand new coaching staff comes to an organization, it switches up everything, especially in college. Like I, NFL, not so much, because you know, like everyone's the best in the NFL. You know what I mean? But in college, like you got dudes straight out of high school. You got dudes that are handpicked by this new coaching staff to take your damn position. You know what I mean? And so you got to get that change of scenery sometimes, bro. I don't, I don't dog any dudes for trying to get a change of scenery. That's for sure. And I wish, I wish more people understood kind of why people do what they do instead of hating so much, bro. But Hey bro, listen, it's going to make the story that much better. Um, so yeah, you know, you, you ended up, you know, you're taking your talents to Western Illinois. You got a season coming up real soon. We're going to have you talk about that. And then uh, kind of what led you to, to, to uh, pick Western Illinois over some other schools? Well, the crazy thing is my, um, my head coach over at Western Illinois right now, Coach Jared Elliott, he went to school with my running back coach uh, at Utah State. They went to Miami, Ohio together. And so I guess when he saw that I was in the transfer portal, um, he contacted my old running back coach. They chopped it up a little bit. And, um, you know, they saw that I was in there and they said, you know, he's a great kid, whatever, yada, yada, yada. And uh, he called me up and said he saw my film, Coach Elliott did. And shoot, gave me, a, it was because of COVID, you can't go on, you know, official visits or anything. So I got a little virtual tour. Um, they showed me uh, the locker rooms and the, the, you know, the field and the uniform. So they did the whole nine for me. So that wasn't a big deal. Um, and then I just, it was just the simple fact of talking to my parents and, and making sure that this was the right decision for me. But as far as uh, the coaching staff, the, the um, playbook, the scheme of the offense, all of that was you know, perfect for me, things that I've done before and that I'm comfortable with. So that's really a, a big reason why I came out here to WIU. Yeah, so uh, you were kind of mentioning to me, you had to explain it to me because I'm uneducated and <laughs> what the <laughs> heck is going on this season, bro. But uh, kind of explain this season you have coming up and kind of the format of it. And then kind of, you know, you were kind of telling me how the next couple of years are going to be pretty crazy. So why don't you go ahead and share that a little bit and kind of tell everyone what's going on. Yeah, so these couple years or these next couple years for everybody, every college athlete is going to be real crazy is, is a good word to say for it. Um, just because it's hard to really track the eligibility years that everybody has. So right now um, for FCS schools, um, since we're not in the FBS, we're not a group of five or a power five school. Um, our season was canceled 
in 2020, the fall of 2020. So instead of playing that season where some schools like uh, Mountain West teams or, you know, the big group of five teams, they played, you know, anywhere from eight games to 12, 13 games. Um, we're playing in the fall. I mean, in the spring, February, February 19th is our first game. Um, and it's only going to be eight games as well. Um, instead of, you know, the 12 that some are playing. Uh, so that's, that's pretty cool that we actually get a season, even though it is in 2021, we will also have to have a quick turnaround and come back and play in the fall uh, of 2021. And that'll be a full season as well. So that's really crazy. Um, and then as far as me, like I said, there's going to be a lot of questions as far as eligibility for a lot of players. And for my particular situation, I have three more seasons left, including this, this spring season. Um, so this will be my redshirt senior year. But since this year technically doesn't count, I'll to play my senior year again in the fall of 2021. And there's a lot of people, including myself, who have gotten injured during their time of you know, playing ball to where they get medical red shirts, which could give them a six year they want. But like I said, COVID. So <laughs> there's gonna be a lot of guys with that seventh year of eligibility, which might be me if I decide to play my third season in 2022. Yeah, so. that that's crazy, bro. That's like so crazy to think about. Like that's just well, man. it's unreal. It's unreal. But hey, bro, since the season doesn't technically count, you might as well just go out there, ball out, and get that film out that, there. You feel me? I get a ring out of it too. Hey, so. you might you might get a little <laughs> piece of jewelry on your finger. <laughs> so, what are some goals that you've kind of set for this upcoming season, man? For yourself, get that. I got two right now. I got two rings right now, and they're bowl rings. But, I mean, I feel like with this team that we have over at Western Illinois, we've got a lot of transfers, a lot of veteran players, too, on our team. And, and everyone seems like we, we're real close. We're close-knit. Even though we all just got here, we all know that we just got here. So it's kind of like that's what's a common factor when we all meet and we're all hanging out and we're all at practice. So um, we're getting better day by day. But I feel like my goal is – a team goal really. And I really just want to win, win some rings. I mean, there's a lot of things I've done over these past four or five years in, in college. So I think rings are probably the most um, memorable things that you remember out of your uh, experiences. My guy, you're trying to be the Tom Brady of college football real quick. Or the LeBron <laughs> man, three, three rings with three different teams. Hey bro, you um, already know. It has a nice ring to it. Hey. So, man. uh, <laughs> so uh what's kind of some of the biggest adversity you've had to face in your life football related doesn't have to be football related and kind of what was your mentality and how'd you overcome it I want to say these these injuries I have actually gone through even though it is kind of cliche to say it but a lot of people go through injuries but it, it's tough man I mean when you're when you're put under so many times it's kind of it's kind of scary just as a parent's perspective you know, I know my mom and my dad were kind of nervous for me just having so many surgeries, man. And um, you never know how you're going to come out of the anesthesia or just how your body's going to react to the medicine or anything like that. So um, and especially the rehab, the rehab is months, months. So uh, it does get tough. 
Um, but I feel like they made me into the man. It taught me more than just about football or athletics. It taught me about life lessons, um, patience, um, how to control my emotions, um, how to work with people when they're trying to help me. Um, and there's, there's a lot of different things that I've learned from, from being injured. So I want to say probably my shoulder surgery and my foot surgery, um, my true freshman year and my uh, redshirt freshman year were, were the big, were the big factors for me. Yeah, for sure. And one of the biggest things about injuries, man, is they stick with you throughout your entire football career, whether you want them to, or you don't, man. And that's the thing, like people, a lot of like, you know, people who've never played football, they, they love to just be like, oh, he's injury prone. And, you know, they, they consider it like a, a dog on a, on a guy and they don't really consider it adversity. And it's just like, listen, man, like you're dealing with something that's going to stick with you for the rest of your career. Like regardless, like your shoulder ain't never going to be the same. Your knee's never going to be the same after it has a surgery, this and that. And, you know, like once you like people, like people really don't understand, like kind of once you're in that college ranks, bro, it's like, there's so many other dudes out there that they're recruiting to come in and take your spot. Like they really are, you know, it's ruthless. It's a ruthless, it's a ruthless game. And, you know, when you're injured and, you know, you kind of have to switch teams and you have to reprove yourself, but you keep getting injured, bro. It's hard, man. It's hard. And I admire you, bro, because you're still doing it, bro. And you're, and you're out here grinding. So. But I feel like the best thing to do is, is to really just take those, those adversities head on once you've gone through all the surgery and you've gone through that stuff, you know, you got to do rehab to even, you know, get to a normal function. So I feel like you got to take that, that opportunity to, to evolve in some sort of way, some sort of area, whether it's your mental, your physical, um, or just, you know, your overall attitude um, at life. So I feel like there's just a lot of things you could take away from being injured or being an athlete in general, what it comes with. Yep. All right. One more question for you, bro. Uh, what kind of advice maybe that you've heard in your life, anything, you know, kind of what kind of advice can you share to the aspiring athletes out there trying to chase your to chase the same dreams you are? Probably just say, keep the main focus, the main focus. Um, win every single day and take every day as your last. And it's easy to say when, you know, you have your whole life ahead of you and things look good, but you got to think about those rainy days because not every day is going to be sunny. There's going to be days where, you know, we're down or we're injured or whatever, whatever it is, whatever the situation may be. Um, and it's important to keep the main focus, the main focus and keep your balance, stay the course um, and see things, you know, from, from ahead more so, or from above more so than ahead. Um, see things from a bird's eye view, see the big picture of things. That's all I got to say. For sure, sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah for <laughs> sure. Stay humble, stay grounded, for sure. Keep grinding. Morian Walker Jr., everybody, thank you so much for joining the show today, my guy. I'll link all of his socials down below. Um, you can listen to this podcast everywhere. You listen to podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, everywhere, man. YouTube is going to be everywhere. Thank you once again for being on the show today. Yes, sir.